You are listening to episode 24. This episode is brought to you by my new course, How to Dominate LinkedIn with Your Personal Brand. Do you feel like when you're on the LinkedIn platform, you're not really sure how to actually navigate it? Does it feel clunky or confusing? And do you have all these connections, but you're not sure how to really leverage those connections and how to really show up virtually in presenting your personal brand? Well, that is what this course is about, because since September, I've gone from 1,500 connections to about 8,000 connections on LinkedIn. Not only that, I've gotten clients through my content, and people have actually reached out to me to speak for virtual speaking engagements. So if this is something that you would really like to capitalize on and take advantage of, and learn about, then this course is definitely for you. And you can learn about it more uh, in my show notes, and I will have the link to the waitlist just for you. And now on with the show. I am so excited for you all to hear this episode because I get to talk to someone who is a bit of a mentor to me. Her name is Jacqueline Conway. She is one of the co-founders of the Saskatoon Fashion and Design Festival. And how we met is a bit of a funny story. I had seen their posts about this fashion show that they were putting on in our city, and there really was nothing like it. And I really wanted to get involved. But at that time, they didn't actually have a spot on their website for volunteers. And I just kept trying to brainstorm, how can I actually work with these people? Finally, I saw Jacqueline and Mandy, the co-founders, at a marketing event, and I made a point to go up to them and tell them how much I really love the pictures of their fashion show and how I too want to get involved. And if they need any volunteers, I want to be part of what their vision is. So not only did they let me join the team, they actually let me be on the board, which I was on for two years. And now they've created a whole association out of this one venture. So I cannot wait for you to hear this episode and learn about entrepreneurship and fashion with Jacqueline. Welcome to the Okiki Podcast, where we make inspirational people known. Brought to you by your host, Fian O'Brien. Welcome to the Okiki Podcast, and today I actually get to interview someone who inspires me locally, and her name is Jacqueline Conway. Uh, Just to give everyone some background, Jacqueline and Mandy started the Saskatoon Fashion and Design Festival, and I had been following them for a while, just what they were doing through the web, and I just thought it was so cool. At the time, they didn't have anything to like fill out volunteer forms, so I met them at a marketing event and said, I really want to volunteer. And 
uh, they have just been so gracious to let me be part of it. And I got to be on the board and I just had such a great time being part of that collective. So yeah, she definitely inspires me. Um, she took me out for coffee and she gave me a lot of advice too in terms of my career. So I'm so excited to have you on the recording today, Jacqueline. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here and support my fan. For sure. And um, do you mind telling the audience a bit about yourself and your background? Um, what are kind of like the different things you've tried out um, before you've got into where you're at today? For sure. Well, I'm, you know, probably the poster child for a multi-passionate entrepreneur type. Um, I'm sure many people can kind of resonate with that. So I, I started off in my career, I was a marketing student at the U of S. So that's kind of where I got my education, got started. Then I um, journeyed to Montreal to study fashion design. I'd always had this love of design and of fashion and felt called to dive deeper into that. And so I went there for a year and I loved it, learned everything about garment construction and, you know, textiles, drying, croquis, manufacturing, just kind of a overarching view of how clothing is made basically. Uh, and I love that experience. Um, I ended up coming back to Saskatoon. Um, my now husband and I decided it was like the right thing for us. So we decided to come home. And so I didn't want to, that sort of passion to die. I didn't want to just be like, Oh, I'll go off and get a marketing job. Now it was kind of like adamant that something kind of grow from that experience. Cause I, I love the experience and I wanted to see more of that happening in my own my own city, my hometown. So I worked for Rebecca King for about, I guess, not quite a year, just under a year. So that was an incredible experience to work with a young local designer. And she was lovely and um, built quite a name for herself now in Saskatchewan as, you know, a, a solid um, growing designer and brand. And uh, from that experience, I met lots of other people in fashion. She was kind of connected to others. And that's how I met Mandy. And there was this growing movement in Saskatoon, as well as Regina, this would have been back in like 2010, where people just wanted to come together to kind of bring the fashion industry from kind of the underground or everyone was kind of in their own little corner doing their thing. But no one was coming together to sort of like put a larger lens on the industry as a whole. So there was a lot of people that were just like, let's do something. Let's do an event. Let's do fashion week. Let's put something together. So Mandy and I started SFDF, Saskatoon Fashion Design Festival. So we had very humble beginnings. We had no money. We just put things on and kind of hope for the best. But we had this like vision, this passion to like bring the community together, to create a hub, to uh, inspire the community, to just promote and generate awareness. We did that for a number of years, the festival, about four years or so. And then things were starting to evolve. Things were changing. We were noticing that a lot of designers and a lot of people in the industry were growing and um, there was more attention on the industry. And we felt that the next step was to uh, build in more educational opportunities. So SFDF ended up evolving into having a conference um, as well as runway shows, as well as the marketplace that we had, had always done. And we moved to the Delta Besbro Hotel. So we did that format for about three years. And that was great because it gave us the chance to give the community more than just a platform to showcase. It was like, let's, you know, begin to grow our businesses and start to like evolve that mindset into entrepreneurship as opposed to just designers making a cool show. So that's kind of where we've landed today. So from all of that experience, gosh, 
eight years worth of festivals, um, we gained so much experience and uh, Creative Saskatchewan, which is um, part of the provincial government reached out to us, would have been in 2018 originally and said that we'd like essentially a group to step up and start an association in fashion so that fashion can become a recognized creative industry. So for those that are familiar, um, there's six recognized creative industries in Saskatchewan right now. So things like music, writing, visual art, um, craft. Um, and I know I'm forgetting some, but there's six of them. So fashion is not part of that. And so Creative Saskatchewan believes that it should eventually become part of that, but it would require that legislation change um, at a provincial level. And so the first step towards that is starting an association. So all the work we did um, as SFDF kind of laid the groundwork. We've, you know, built a community. We've got, you know, a database of designers and models and contributors and all of that kind of started. And now we've just kind of taken all of that. And now we're now an official registered nonprofit organization with funding from Creative Sask. And our wow. vision and mission is really to further our fashion community and develop export uh, opportunities for for the fashion sector so um that was really long <laughs> no, that, and that's why i wanted her to share because she does so much and even yeah. understanding what's evolved with um you know the fashion festival in that part because yeah. um i think i had another conference the same day as your guys is like kind of free one just to explain to people what this was all about but I was so excited to hear that something had grown even more or that now we actually have like um, that's financial right. opportunities for exactly people. because I mean, <laughs> SFDF really was grown on the backs of the volunteers like people like yourself you know all of us were volunteers so mm -hmm. we just put lots of heart and soul into it to kind of bring it together so it was almost like, well, what happens when we stop? You know, it's like there's no succession plan. It wasn't sustainable. So now that we're a registered nonprofit, we have some funding to, you know, actually pay some people to come on and help us build this. It's like, well, now we can ensure that all that work, all that volunteer work will carry on and carry forth, um, which is really important to us, like for Mandy and myself, that, um, the everything that was done by SFDF and as well as the fashion week in Regina, like they did a ton of, a ton of work in, in growing the industry as well. You know, they are just as, you know, I think responsible for the growth in the province, just like SFDF and Saskatoon, like we both kind of grew together. Yeah. And so to continue all of that work forward, I think that's what the association is. So the association is provincial in scope. So actually today's a cool day for us to be meeting. I know this will come out later as, as <laughs> the recording, but we're actually uh, looking for board members right now. So we have a number of open seats. So if people are interested, they can go to saskfashion.com and, and actually look into more of that because we're looking to fill seats um, in Saskatoon. Well, Saskatoon's pretty much covered off, but outside of Saskatoon into Regina and, and other parts too. So awesome. that's a, that was a huge reason we were excited about the Fashion Association and this opportunity is like, awesome, you know, all this work will go on forever. You know, Mandy and myself, we, we may bring it to a certain point and we may not always be involved. Like, I think we will in some way, but we'll be able to ensure that there's a legacy, you know, I don't think we'll be able to do it until we're in our 80s, right? So we want to make sure that there's things set up so that it can yeah. go on forever. <laughs> That's super awesome. And um, 
thank you for giving the audience the background on on how you've led in that way because that's of course how Jacqueline and I met and then also in meeting up with you for coffee I remember you talked about how yeah you had your passion for fashion as well you did marketing and I believe you now have your own business in in that yeah. capacity as well um yes so I don't know do you mind sharing with the audience how you kind sure. of got into that sure 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 I think I've just always had that entrepreneurial spark um, just from being a young person. I just liked working for myself. I like the creative process of building something. And uh, I worked for the Saskatchewan Jazz Festival for a number of years as marketing director, which was incredible experience and really helped us grow the fashion festival as well. Just having that understanding of how festivals should operate and, and how to like run logistics and all that. So the experience there really complemented my work with the fashion festival. Um, it came to a point at my position there where I felt like I needed to create something of my own. Um, and I think we can all, any entrepreneur can understand that where it's like, oh, I, I, I just want to build my own movement or my own business. And so I ultimately decided to leave my position there. Um, to start Trendblazer, which is uh, personal branding and styling uh, consulting. So I work with a lot of coaches and consultants and small business owners to essentially like refine their brand, their personal brand in order to, you know, help serve their clients. So I have this overarching mantra with the work I do where it's important to me that everything I do be impactful, meaningful, and sophisticated. So that's kind of how I like to serve my clients as well. So everything I do, I like to hold to a certain standard and ensure that they're able to do the work they're meant to do. And I just make sure that they're packaged and look just the way they need to look in order to do that work. So um, yeah, that's kind of like my, my business, my company, and then also helping people through like guided facilitated programs as well. So I have one where uh, I help people do their marketing plan because I find so many entrepreneurs um, start businesses or, you know, start investing money in, into digital marketing or whatever it is, but they don't really have a solid plan in place in order to kind of jump from. So I find lots of people end up throwing money at things and it can just become wasteful. And I suppose my background in nonprofit has allowed me to be very kind of like pragmatic and responsible with budgets. So I understand how you can like leverage your marketing budget in order to amplify your message. And so taking that skill set and then combining it with like a solid marketing plan, that's, that's kind of a passion of mine to help entrepreneurs um, and co coaches and consultants in particularly understand how to build that plan so that you're not just throwing tons and tons of money at things and and not getting a return on it that's very cool so you mix the marketing and you also style them so there's a little bit yeah. of like the fashion aspect as yes, well there is yeah I didn't get into yeah. that but yeah I, I also developed a personal styling program and method and so I, I help entrepreneurs go through that as well because it's all an inside out game you know like um, when you're developing a personal brand or a namesake brand, it's really a reflection of who you are. So the better you know yourself, the clearer your brand can become and people can understand what you're all about. So it's a lot of involved work really to like dig deep and, and start to understand like, like who am I in my business and, and who am I called to serve and what is like my greater purpose and vision. So like clarifying those things up front and then working into the marketing plan and the business of branding makes it so much easier because you have that sort of clarity of vision, that clarity of purpose. So that's another thing that I've noticed 
is again, we just kind of roll into things and we don't step back to almost simplify to amplify, if you will. So that's another kind of guiding principle I like to take with me is um, it doesn't have to be, you know, huge, big billboards or like, you know, big stages yeah. and like tons of people coming to see you, you know, there's building blocks to get the, to those places. And so building that vision is important, but also like being okay with where you are and starting where you are growing where you're planted and then expanding forth into those bigger visions is really important. So um, not thinking like, Oh, I'm going to be there tomorrow. You know, nah, <laughs> you probably won't, you know, you have to start where you are and build up to that kind of the way SFDF did. Right. I mean, we started really small and we grew over time. We added, you know, more and more value to our community, to the audience over time. And now as an association, you know, we're going to be rolling out programming for the community. So we have a partnership with Sarita that's going to be announced pretty soon. So with Sarita, they do, you know, business planning development and helping um, entrepreneurs grow their businesses. So we're so excited to work with them because they have such great programming. So we'll be able to offer that to people so that they can use that to, you know, catapult their success. So I kind of have a multi-layered business, but that's, <laughs> and then my moment with, you know, um, the fashion association and then my own work, but it definitely compliments, which is, which is nice. <laughs> that's so awesome. And I have to ask too, because you had some very cool roles and yeah, you're still obviously involved with um, the Sask fashion, um, yeah. but what then um, inspired you, like you were saying, you felt the need to kind of do your own thing. So yeah. what inspired you then to become an entrepreneur and what was like the scariest moment in launching that business and how did you overcome it? It's kind of always a little bit scary. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think when you work for yourself, right? I think it's just that ownership piece of um, wanting to like have that ownership of what I'm doing and, and creating something of my own but also of just, I'm, I'm one of those kind of nerdy types where I'm like constantly evolving and I'm constantly learning. And I felt um, in my job, although I loved my job and I worked with incredible people, I only got to do one launch per, per year. And I like to grow quickly and I like to try things and see what's gonna work to help amplify the message of my clients. And so as I work for myself, I'm able to just learn a lot more quickly. I'm able to launch things more quickly. Um, and see what's working and what isn't. And I also have this like um, really strong like interest in digital marketing and learning how to kind of grow into that and helping entrepreneurs mine that whole world as well. So I think it's really just, I like to grow. I like to expand constantly. And, and I think I just had that inherent nature where I needed to be my own boss and I just felt called to just kind of step out. Um, so it wasn't for like, you know, dissatisfaction or, you know, not loving my job because people be like, that's such a cool job. Like, why would you want to leave that position? And I'm like, yeah, why did I want to leave that position? Um, so it was really just uh, that need, that calling inside that I needed to step out. And also the opportunity with the Fashion Association was kind of happening around the same time. And I thought, how can I do both? And I didn't think I could. It just seemed right. like it would be too much. So having the ability to kind of like work with Mandy and, and launch the Fashion Association and grow that to where it needs to go and, and continually building that. And then also being able to serve clients in this new cool digital age we live in just felt like the right fit. So 
I hope that answers your question. <laughs> yeah, no, that really does. And um, one of the things I look up to you for is the fact that you're doing all these things and you're also a mom. And I'm just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> how does you do busy. that? So oh. uh, genuinely, how do you actually, like, I don't know if that's a very broad question, but genuinely, how do you actually make it work, I guess, between how do you make it all work? of the paths that you carry? Yeah, good question. Um, I think, you know, like many people say, balance is an elusive thing. Um, you know, we're always constantly pulled in different directions. And so yeah. one week might feel very breezy and easy and then other weeks just don't. <laughs> and then the kids yeah. are sick and you're like trying to scramble to keep up with everything. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, I mean, I'm lucky to have a very supportive husband and partner and we work together closely because he's an entrepreneur as well. So cool. being able to support each other and we have each other's back has been critical. Um, you know, he needs to work late. So I make sure that things are in order at home and then vice versa. You know, if I need to work late, he's there to support me. So having him is like, you know, paramount, I guess, <laughs> having that support of, of, a, of a great partner. And we also have our families close by too. So having like that support center has been critical and being a mother, being an entrepreneur, trying to, you know, grow things and, and be, you know, everything you need to be at home at the same time. So it's like that whole mentality of like, it takes a village to raise a child. You know, it really does. You know, you need that support network and that community. And we do have, um, uh, we're adamant about like a shared schedule that's critical. So we always kind of know where people need to be. Um, if you're looking for like a hack, family hack, <laughs> shared calendars all the way. And then we also have like a list of babysitters should we need them, <laughs> you know, right. always, like almost like a Rolodex, like, okay, we're both busy this night or we have this thing happening. Like uh, my husband does a really cool event every month called the Goal Achiever Workshop. So just even the coordination of that, making sure we can both be there to facilitate and execute the event, you know, requires a lot of like backend work, making sure everybody else is taken care of. So I think you become a master planner over time, you know, like the master of your schedule. And I'm a believer that if it's not scheduled, it doesn't happen. So I've become super adamant about that in my business, um, using, you know, project management tools and making sure that I know where everyone needs to be and just keeping tabs on everything, funneling everything into one email account. So I'm not always looking at different email accounts so I can keep tabs on what's happening for my daughter at school, what's happening at work and everything else. So schedule down, all about the schedule and the network, <laughs> support network. <laughs> Thanks that. for asking me that. Cause yeah, I did notice too, like you said, your partner's also um, an entrepreneur and I, yeah. I didn't even know that before. So I was like, wow, that household, there's a lot going on. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? You know, that's really cool sure. that you're both going after um, your dreams and supporting each other that way, like you said. Yeah. And I guess um, another thing I wanted to ask is, what were you hoping to offer the industry um, and what initiatives did you take to build your brand? I guess you've talked a lot about the Saskatchewan fashion industry, um, I guess personally too with your business, but if there's anything, I yeah, extra with the fashion industry, feel free to add that as well. Okay, sure. Um, I think like today we live in such a great, more authentic, real world. And I think adding more messaging to that in terms of, you know, authenticity and, um, you know, embracing each other, not judging each other, you know, trying to break down 
those like barriers when you see people like Bell Let's Talk just happened and you know people like talking openly about like mental health and being like authentic and to themselves and and not feeling judged by others and we live in a time where social media almost tends to drag people down as much as much as they win from it and so I think if I'm to like further my industry or help further the fashion sector it's that whole mentality of creation over competition um we are all in this together and we can all lift each other up and there's no harm in supporting one another you know, not looking at each other as competitors. So I think, you know, in the marketing space, in the fashion space, I, I want to be sort of a, a cheerleader for that messaging that we're all here to um, lift each other up. We're here to build each other up. We're not here to tear each other down um, in this age where we see so much more cyberbullying and anxiety and, and real issues coming up. I think if I'm to further my industry and to, to help and support you know, all the different people in, in my sort of world, um, that would be sort of the overarching belief is that we need to create, not compete. We need to lift each other up and support each other. I think that's just so critical today more than ever. Awesome. Yeah, no, that's, that's really great insight you had there. And um, I guess to, to add to that, would that be kind of what's behind, I guess, this brand you've created with uh, Trendblazer as well? Um, yeah. Would that Absolutely. be the core, I guess? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the uh, the mantra being that, you know, creating meaningful, sophisticated, impactful work. But yes, that creation over competition. And certainly that's a huge message that we have uh, at SFA as well. We're here mm-hmm. to serve everybody um, that's contributing to the sector as best we can and to, uh, to ensure that people have the resources and the tools that they need to succeed um and and just being that bridge you know helping connect people to where they want to go that's that's really what uh what that whole piece is about and um I feel that same intention flies into the work I do with my clients too you know I want to help them get to where they want to go and helping them stand out be their genuine selves and pulling all that inner amazing inherent beauty forward because we all have these hidden gifts and um sometimes there's these limiting things, you know, like we might have a self-image about ourselves that holds us back um, or our confidence isn't where it needs to be. So how can we sort of learn more about ourselves, build ourselves up so that we can step out and, and have what we want, what we deserve really. So that's, you know, huge and really important to me as, as I work with my own clients and as we support our, our uh, fashion community here too. That's so cool. And um, because you brought up how you've, have building blocks towards your goals in the future. I guess because we kind of have two angles coming from you. Where do you see the Saskatchewan fashion industry in the next five or 10 years? And where do you see your own business in the next five or 10 years? Oh, good question. Um, I think for the fashion industry, we'd like to see it become the seventh creative sector, of course, in Saskatchewan, so that granting opportunities, export opportunities, you know, travel grants, all that Um, amazing stuff that's available to you know musicians and other artists would now be available to fashion designers that's a huge ambition and goal of ours Uh, we'd like to see you know um, perhaps like an award show um, introduced where we can start to give out bursaries and grants to our community for excellence in their field to help them get to the next level in their careers and then bring back 
you know, a fashion week of sorts, not sure if it will be a fashion week or a festival like we had in Saskatoon, but reintroducing a new uh, event model. So that will, you know, be coming through in the next couple of years, uh, deciding like what's the best course of action and how do we make it work for everybody involved as best as possible, right? So that would, you know, be definitely within the next five years. And then perhaps, you know, creating a storefront space that um, allows designers to do their own pop-up shops or have, you know, distribution kind of, you know, um, uh, like a center point so that they can easily get, you know, their merchandise shipped to and from Saskatoon. That's been a challenge we've heard from a lot of designers. So moving the industry forward, growing, giving more back to the community so that they can excel and, and catapult to the next level. Uh, for my own business, I'd like to just develop all these kind of tools and marketing programs that I've made for my clients into like automated programs, um, get those online so that I can serve people to the best of my ability and, uh, you know, introduce um, different retreat opportunities and event opportunities, bringing that community element together and, and supporting entrepreneurs in that sense too. So, yeah, kind of similar. <laughs> <You know. laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah, well, I know so far from what I've seen from like the new website and like the branding, I was excited when I saw it pop it. up that awesome. you're doing that again. I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like, yeah, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun to rebrand it and, and start yeah. to envision it for the future. So yeah, we were really happy with how it came together. Yeah. Totally, that's um, awesome. What do you value the most about being an entrepreneur? I think the the creative freedom is really amazing. You know, I, I love collaborating with people. So it's that opportunity to collaborate with different people and different projects, um, you know, within the same vein, but um, being able to work with them and bring their vision to life. I really like that creative freedom. Uh, I find that to be uh, really liberating and really exciting to come to work every day when I know I get to do really cool creative projects all the time and work with really interesting people and Every day is a little bit different, but um, continually helping people work towards what they want, helping grow my own business, helping another sector in our province grow as well is all very rewarding. So I love having that ownership over the work I do um, and just showing up and just doing the best I can, enjoying it while I'm there. So constantly growing. There's so many things that I like about being an entrepreneur. <laughs> Um, but those would probably be the most important. That's awesome. And uh, before I uh, end the recording here, is there anything coming up that you'd like to share with the audience, any events or things they should look out for that you want them to know about? Sure, sure. Uh, well, the AGM for the Saskatchewan Fashion Association will be coming up at the Alt Hotel in Saskatoon. And we're going to be uh, working with Sarita at that event. So we'll have a workshop available for this sector, but also, you know, the membership is open to professionals as well. So if your reader or your listeners are just entrepreneurs and interested, they're welcome to come um, and also come to the workshop that Sarita is going to be a part of. We have another really cool uh, uh, announcement coming out soon. We're partnering with the Saskatchewan Country Music Awards. The vision is to pair, you know, designers with um, musicians. So giving them the opportunity to collaborate and then also get some, you know, media publicity uh, and build their own brands uh, with that. And um, also, yeah, I work with my husband's company, Conway Consulting. We have a 
we do a monthly workshop event at the Alt Hotel as well. And it's called the Gold Achiever Workshop. So it's amazing for entrepreneurs. If you're like looking to understand how to set a purpose statement, create your vision for your business and get a goal in paper, that is like the best uh, workshop to go to. Um, we've had such great feedback from the people that have been going to it. So um, you can check that out. Conway.consulting is the website. So no.com, Conway.consulting. Uh, saskfashion.com if you want to learn about Sask Fashion. And then trendblazer.studio is my, my website if you want to learn more about me. Awesome. Yes, and I'll definitely be sure to put all your socials and all those Perfect. links you just mentioned in the description of this episode. So I just wanted to say thank you so much again for being willing to do this. <laughs> I know I kind of bugged her for a couple of months to get her on here, but I was just really excited to kind of share uh, what you shared with me. And I thought it'd be great to share on the podcast too. Wonderful. So I really appreciate your time today. Awesome. Thanks. Well, thank you. And I wanted to congratulate you on putting together your podcast and like creating content for entrepreneurs. That's a really great thing. And uh, I admire that, that you're out there hustling, getting the work done and, and building your own brand and your own business. I think that's so awesome. So I wanted to say congratulations. I'm so happy to be here to support you. <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> awesome.